What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Linares. I'm your other host, Elijah Videncia. It feels weird saying that again. You know, we have been on, we haven't recorded in forever. Um, you know, Rolling Loud, we'd re- record early before I left. So we recorded earlier than we typically did or do. And then, you know, the week following, I lost my voice. Uh, so we were unable to record. So we've been off for a minute. Um, yeah, like, this is the longest we've ever gone without <clears throat> recording. I mean, it's almost... 17 days or something it feels like i think if i had to guess because it was two full weeks plus the half week so yeah it's it's been a minute but you know we never stop working though i mean that's the thing you know we've we've been at this even though we haven't been recording you know relationship for you guys we've been we've been at work so we've been plotting we've been getting content everything now is a business trip it's all about the content baby you know what i'm talking about so yeah we got some good stuff to get into a lot of stuff a lot of shows we've seen over the past couple of weeks so it's gonna be a going today but i mean we gotta just touch on a couple of things before we get into that fantasy football we said we're gonna give a little update every week how's your team looking so far this week how'd you do the past couple of weeks Where so are you sitting at? i'm at three and one i'm, I'm first place and i'm in a league that's a hundred dollar buy-in so like a thousand dollar league there and then um yeah i'm three and one i'm, I'm probably gonna lose this week so um happens but you know everything's been going well so far with that one i'm trying to although you know i'm first in the league but i drafted kyle pitts and Najee harris so that's wild kyle pitts i was kind of relieved when i saw he was injured today i was like all right at least like i don't have to worry about him probably getting two points again but i'm gonna play him i'm gonna play him obviously every time i mean him and Najee are both like you can't start him because then they'll just pop off so um yeah he was i i benched Najee this week so We'll see what happens. Um, but I mean, in the other league, I'm two and two. I have a lot of points scored so far, looking good so far. So we'll see what happens in the league that we are in. So, yeah, I'm uh, two and two in each of my leagues. I'm in three leagues. I think I'm going to lose all of them this week. So, not looking great. In two leagues, I picked Jonathan Taylor and he's just not been doing it for me. So, kind of sucks. But you know, I still got some boys out there that are doing their thing, so we'll see how it ends up. But one thing I'm already regretting this week, I sat Gabe Davis. He, You know, he's been okay. He's been good. He's been, he had some good games, had some whatever games. But last time I looked, he had like 30 points, and it was like the second or third quarter, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah, my thing with him is like I feel like it's I, I can't stand an inconsistent fantasy player. I'd rather have, you know, someone that's putting up 12 a week versus, you know, Gabe Davis popped off week one. He's popping off now, so. Yeah. I kind of like the inconsistency because when they pop off, they do pop off. My one guy that I used to always go in on, he was either going to get me two points or zero points, or he was to get me like 26. That was Ted Ginn Jr. Back when he was on the Saints, he was either getting like a 60 yard touchdown or he wasn't going to catch a ball. And I liked going big on him because he came through for me a lot. You know, you had Drew Brees, a quarterback. He was always going to drop some dimes. I feel like, all those years, the Saints and Panthers always had some fire games where they were like, it was Cam Newton on the uh, Panthers just going crazy. And the scores were always like four, in the 40s and high 30s. Mm-hmm. So I knew Tech Ginn, he was getting a touchdown. And they played a couple times. So I always love those matchups. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like boomer bust players, that, that's not a winning formula. Um, so I could see both sides, I guess, though. Yeah. I don't think it's like, I don't know. I don't like, I feel like that's just, I feel like that's it. just the level to this. So, you know, like I'm here to win championships. You're here to win weeks. You know? Ooh. Okay. Now I'm, 
you can say what you want. I know we haven't really played too many leagues, but I've probably been playing since I was probably a junior in high school, maybe. And I think I've got three or four rings since then in my friend group, my hometown friends league. So, you know, like I, I'm, I do all right, especially for somebody that like growing up, wasn't like huge in football. Like, you know, I catch the bears games here and there. I catch the super bowls. I wasn't going crazy. I drafted Antonio Brown with the one, one pick that year. Never heard the guy's name before. You see where he's at today, but yeah. he had some years where that's a legend. That's a he went legend. crazy for me. So, yeah, you know, I got the numbers. It's worked out in my favor. So definitely do what I got to do. I, I'll but just yeah. give you a little jab there, you know, just letting uh, you know I, I'm winning this league. I, I respect that, but you got to give me put some respect to my name because my track record speak for itself. Somebody definitely. else that you know, some respect is going to be put on his name now. Draymond Green. We'll stick on the sports talk for a little bit. I feel like a lot of people were talking, you know. There's a lot of talk about, oh, like the old heads are talking, oh, today's players are soft. They're not actually fighting and stuff like that. Draymond's a fake tough guy, you know. You can't say that anymore. Draymond yeah. is about that life now. Punching Jordan Poole. The video leaks. What were your thoughts on this whole situation? Because it's pretty wild. It, it's wild. Um, I mean... <laughs> I don't know, Jordan Poole, you know, he pushed him and he just didn't defend himself at all. Like, he <laughs> he was not ready. I feel like if you push someone that, you know, you got to be prepared for some retaliation. And I mean, I, th- he... I would think a push. I would think another push. I think it would, <laughs> Jordan pushes Draymond and then Draymond pushes back. But he went from push to straight. Yeah. Mean no. Right. He hit him with a mean right. And Jordan Poole was like probably in my top 10 favorite players in the NBA right now. I love Jordan Poole. I've loved him since he was at Michigan. So it's tough to see my boy take a jab like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Draymond's a, he, he's got a temper, you know, um, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out in the long term. Like, um, cause I, he's not going to be in golden state forever. You know, I mean, he's had past issues with KD. I think at this point they're, they'd rather stick with Jordan Poole as well. That's exactly what I was thinking. I saw some people saying, Oh, it's going to be like a James Harden situation where Jordan Poole goes from a sixth man in OKC, Golden State, and then he goes somewhere else and just blossoms into like a star. And I was like, I think you get rid of Draymond's situation. Like, obviously, Draymond's got a big impact on the floor, on defense, on leadership. But I mean, Jordan Poole is the future. You got to go with him. Uh, Seeing some of the things on Twitter were pretty funny, though. Ball sack sports always going to have some wild out of pocket statements that people are going to just eat up. They had the thing talking about what Jordan Poole said to Draymond to make it happen, which was a lie, but it has like 80,000 retweets on Twitter or 80,000 likes now. And it's like, why is he money green if he's going to be broken in Sacramento next year? And then he was talking about uh, Jordan Poole saying something about, oh, the girls at Michigan State, did they like the triple singles or was it the screen setting? And that was pretty funny. I, I wish it was true. It's definitely not but i do want to know what was said i heard it was like he was calling some fouls or something and he didn't like it he called him a bitch or something like that yeah something pretty light so it was kind of wild that it went to that extreme measure but i kind of i uh i loved the meme that i was uh was jordan Poole said something about lebron i mean that could depending on the day i think that could get them fired up but they also got the last laugh in many of those situations with lebron uh but yeah, it's just all pretty funny. 
recently, especially in this past year. Draymond has been a huge LeBron meat rider. Oh, he definitely has. But like, <laughs> so they they said there they said Jordan Poole said something bad about LeBron, like a meme like that. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know, but it, uh, it's all funny. Yeah, no, that I think Ball Sack Sports. Uh, shout out them. I think they were the, the one that reported that. They, yeah, they they're always going crazy. Speaking on LeBron though. Have you seen the new Redeem Team documentary that just dropped on Netflix? I have not. I need to watch Gotta it. Watch it. Today's not the it. day. You know, NFL Sunday is not the day, but it, I'm going to get around to that. Obviously, um, Darren Williams, that was like one of the things in the trailer. Darren Williams, was, uh, he's a legend around here, obviously, with going to the U of I. So it would be nice to see my boy up there. And then the GOAT LeBron, of course. So. Oh, yeah. I was fired to see him. Um, it, it was a really good documentary. I really enjoyed it. I was obviously pretty young. You were even younger, like when this stuff was happening. Like, I don't remember the Greece Olympics where they got the bronze. Yeah. Like, I don't remember that at all. I've only known USA basketball to just yeah, blow people house. out. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy to look back on like the years where that wasn't happening, where the team just wasn't performing. My favorite thing in the whole documentary, arguably, was they put a headline up in a newspaper and it was when they won the bronze, it said LeBron's. And that was great i love that that was super that's fun a, that's ahead of its time like, it really is over to, yeah it really is like that would have been on twitter that would have had a hundred thousand retweets today but no it was just on the newspaper who knows it even got the love that it deserved but it was great but yeah there were so many great scenes in that they seeing some of these older players that like i just forgot about that weren't even from the u.s or from like different countries carlos arroyo rudy fernandez Rudy Fernandez popped off for Spain in the 2008 gold medal game. Like, and then I kind of looked a little bit into his career. Cause I remember him on the trailblazers, but yeah. I didn't remember like what year that was. And so I, I think if what I saw was right, he popped off and then he got on the trailblazers. So, Hey, you perform on that stage against some hoopers and who knows what happened. I mean, with the rules being different and everything, you get some players popping off like that. Like who is just, I'm trying to think of um, someone from a different country that is, Oh, Patty Mills. Patty Mills goes nuts every time. Uh, for for Australia and um, I don't. My favorite thing about it all now is like the they're they're all saying the world's catching up in basketball, but we still send our like all NBA third team or just you know just they don't. It's not the same as it was with the redeem team. Like the players are sending over so, and we still still dominate. So USA, yeah, it's definitely pretty different. Like there were obviously some players that weren't huge huge stars on that team, like. Michael Red, I love Michael Red. though. So seeing him on that team, I was like, all right. So I looked up like his minutes. I don't think he played in the gold medal game, but I was like, all right, he was on the team. You got a medal. That's all that matters. Uh, but then I looked at this year's team because I was like, I don't even remember the Olympics. Like I didn't watch much of it. Uh, I yeah. Did. I was like, we're going to win, like whatever. And uh, like Keldon Johnson was on the team and I was like, good for him. I, I, guess. I love but, Keldon Johnson. No, I like him too, but like, he put, he just put up twenty one a game. Like he's no, he is a hooper, but I don't know. I just for whatever reason would not have expected him to be on the USA team. But hey, yeah, that's that Popovich influence, you know. The that ties is true. there, so that is the, true. Seeing Coach K coach though was pretty great. Like uh, I'm obviously not a Duke fan. Shout out to producer Devin, but got some respect for Coach K. He is a legend. He got those guys motivated. He got the army background. He was doing his thing. He was. I feel like how comparing playing for USA basketball to serving your country in the army, there were some parallels, I guess, but like it was pretty. That's like like, people come in that were from wars 
it was wild. So you can definitely got to check it out. Super underrated aspect there of like getting all these guys to gel properly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch it though. Yeah, you got to. Then we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit more after you do watch it. But I think that's enough. We've talked about sports this whole time so far. Let's get to the music. Been a big past couple of weeks for us. Really loud in New York. I saw Push It T and IDK in St. Louis. Then we went to Lyrical Lemonade ninth anniversary together. Let's start with Rolling Loud, though. Tell us about your time at Rolling Loud. How was it? Who were some of your favorite people you saw? Favorite moments? Um, so I I have like mixed emotions about it. Like obviously the first day, um, Nicki Minaj showed up 45 minutes. Like the headliners are really just a bummer. So I mean that kind of sucked. But I mean, like, what can you do? I, other than that, like Uzi was really solid the first day. I remember that he uh I've seen Uzi three times. This is the third time I saw him, and it, by far this is the best time. Um, who else? First day, uh, Nardo Wick was nuts. Lil TJ was very good as well. Um, and then day two was this is kind of like what redeemed it all for me. Uh, but day two was all right. Uh, start off like St. John, guys like that. Let me go to my notes and see exactly who I saw. I gotta say, I was talking to Mauricio about Rolling Loud. He said St. John was like his favorite person he saw. He was he was pretty good live. I don't listen to him too much, but he's he's solid. He, he was really good live though. So. Yeah, I don't know much of his music, but I'll take your guys' word for it. Um, and then Don Tolliver and Baby were also that day. But like the craziest thing was, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw the clip. Uh, ASAP Rocky. So he. I was in the main stage, like I was in the trenches, but then I, I just decided to come out, you know, there, I'm not feeling it. I'll just, I'll watch him from a distance. Um, and then, so the craziest shit with that was like, as soon or ASAP comes out, like right next to where I'm at. So I, I like lucked out with that. That was just an insane moment um, in New York. It was just going crazy. Um, he had a, he was, he had a really good performance too. Like you're performing more unreleased stuff, which, whatever he's probably gonna get us some classics but they cut his set short for he showed up a little bit late as well but uh i mean that was just the theme (laughs) theme there and then day three was day three was kind of rough because ski mask was supposed to perform didn't make it uh 21 savage didn't make it benny the butcher and push the t they were the crowds were just so chill for them so it was just that was like the biggest w was watching those two um Pusha T was insane. We'll talk about it a little more because obviously, you know. Um, and then Future, we, while Future was going, it was just this fucking downpour. Like J. Cole level, probably a step further than that. And the mosh pits, were just, it was really enjoyable, but they did have to close the festival early. So that that was kind of an L there. Yeah, the rain's definitely tough. But like at least he had some time to get through a lot of his big hits. Yeah, What? so a good thing that he was doing, he was just going like, playing like a minute of a song which that and he brought out offset <clears throat> that was pretty cool as well i haven't seen any of the amigos so um but i mean overall uh i i don't know if i'd rank it ahead of last year i think miami is definitely one for me for rolling louds and then um i don't know it's pretty close uh i don't know i just feel like the uh j cole and travis scott last year were uh, it was just so good last year with that but i mean at the same time asap rocky was he was really good um and then obviously you know him coming out kind of saved the day there um i gotta see rocky before it's all said and done i feel like he's got so much going on like he does his music obviously but he's he's in a 
need for speed video game or something. He's obviously going to have a kid. He's got fashion stuff. Who knows how much more music ASAP Rocky's going to be doing, how many more tours he's going to be on. So I think I do need to see ASAP Rocky next time he's around because he's somebody I've been listening to since I was like a freshman in high school, which is crazy to think about. But ever since, you know, live, love ASAP, long live ASAP, I've been riding with Rocky. So I definitely got to see him. I'm very jealous that you got to experience that moment. The one thing I will say, I never know how to feel like when artists do unreleased songs because it's like nobody knows them, but like you're still like experiencing a moment. So it's tough. Yeah, I I don't know. He it, it's he's still brought in the crowd really well. I feel like there's there's different ways you can do it. Like if you're not, you know, vibing with the crowd with it or anything, it's kinda an L. So um, but I mean he he interacted well. He did uh jump into the crowd like five feet away from me. So that was just insane. I would not take ASAP Rocky in 2022 to be the type to jump in the crowd. Like early ASAP Rocky, but like, oh yeah, he definitely probably does that. And I wouldn't have batted an eye, but now he's at Brock. He's like, what? He's in his thirties. I would imagine. Yeah. Just jumping in the crowd. I, I respect it, but he's put on the I show. Think, uh, Cardi also jumped in the crowd and I, I think they both got humbled. They, they realized yeah. shit ain't sweet. Yeah. Apparently people were grabbing ASAP Rocky's balls, which is very out of pocket. Cardi had a moment. Those both went super viral. So yeah, you got to witness that ASAP Rocky meme. That became Tyler the Creator's profile picture from like five feet away. So that's yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean overall though, I mean good time of course. Rolling Loud always puts on a show, so I mean still a W regardless. I guess the question we have to leave it at now is: Are you going to be back to the next Rolling Loud? Miami twenty three is most likely happening. I respect it. I respect the grind. Who knows? Maybe I'll make the trip out there with you too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're gathering up a group, so we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, Second Avenue boys could, could be popping out in the 305. So, uh, that'd be pretty wild. Never been to Florida, so it'd be an experience for sure. Never been to a you gonna come back a jet. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but we'll see. All right, I'll move on a little bit. We could talk Pusha T. You saw him as well too, so we can get on that. But I'll, I'll just talk a little about my experience at the concert first. Then we can talk about how his performance was. Got to go see. Push T with IDK as the opener. Great show. Obviously saw IDK in Boston when we were at Harvard last year. Killed it that time. Killed it this time. Obviously kind of difficult to be the opener. He got added like somewhat late. People were there to see Pusha T, but hey, he did his thing. Had some really good uh, displays in the screen. Good crowd participation. Good energy. Obviously going to do his thing with the music. Pusha T. I did not know what to expect going into seeing Pusha. I love his music. I didn't know what to expect from like an energy standpoint from the crowd. I will say I got to the show like 40 minutes early with my friend Levi and there were like less than 10 people there waiting, which is like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen that few people in line for a show. I'm one that I'm going to grind for a spot at shows if I have to. Like when I saw Tyler, the creator at that same place in St. Louis, I got there at like two o'clock in the afternoon and waited in line and so to get there so much closer to the show and at the same place it just felt so weird that there was like nobody there um but yeah there was only like three people standing on the line too and everybody else was just hanging out getting drinks doing whatever it was definitely an older crowd which i i kind of appreciated like it wasn't too crazy uh 
at the venue there's like a main pit area and then it goes up a little bit with another level uh around it and then like a third level and so our like favorite spot in the house at that place is to go in the second level first spot right there on the end closest to the stage you were like five feet away from the performer if not closer at times and you have a perfect view you're not really getting pushed around there's a little like ledge in front of you can chill on oh it's perfect that's where uh we saw baby keem elijah was in the trenches for that one though i uh fortunately had to had to cool it up there but it was you know i think everybody got what they wanted that show but yeah push t went crazy the energy was great i did not know what to expect but the crowd was just loving it the crowd was going crazy people were going verse for verse with push live for live with push a guy like one person away from me and push up we're going bar for bar on like the second song of the night and then push saluted him and i was like oh that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen i feel like there's a lot of pressure i was talking about uncle ray about this there's a lot of pressure when you're in like the front row uh-huh, you yeah. have to know some words i i do i definitely know some push and t lyrics but this guy i when i see people like that i am like oh my god i am not at that level uh but when he was on Daytona, I will say I could go bar for bar on Daytona. Yeah. But when we got on, it's almost dry. I got lines here, lines there. But we're talking whole verses. Ooh, that was I. That I was happening. I was a seasoned vet for it's almost dry. You know, like I felt like that album, like it popped right back up. Like you know, I listened to it when it came out, but it started really like hitting at the perfect time. You know, where I could get all that down for New York, and you know, uh, like you said, he Pusha T's like he has such a good stage presence. Like he's, you know, in the crowd going verse to verse with people, saluting people. Um, I mean, it was just like, he's a very good live performer. Yeah, I will say Pusha T had a couple of like my favorite moments at shows I've been to. And I did say this and I, I'll stand by this. It was definitely, I said it right after the show. And so, you know, like obviously there's some like recency bias there, but I've had over a week to sit on it. And I will say officially Pusha T is the best rapper I've seen live. I will say, I think it was Lupe Fiasco. And then now it's Pusha T. They're both crazy, though. My favorite moment for the Pusha T show was when he came out. His entrance was crazy. So his DJ came out to get the crowd warmed up, you know, whatever, like many shows do. He only played two songs and then he just brought Pusha T out. And I was like, oh, damn. Like a lot of times they play for like 15 minutes or whatever. So it was crazy. And I was super shocked. But they had like the big screens. And they had like a kind of distorted push a T face going crazy, <laughs> hitting the Joker laugh. Oh, that, so yeah, cold. that was always they was they were hitting that key throughout the the whole show we talked about, and uh, it was a W. I don't know, like the coolest moment for me was so he just kept saying the DJ and him just would keep saying rap album of the year, um, kind of what they're going with. It's almost dry as, and I had bought my merch that day. So I was in the crowd holding it up, holding the shirt up, and me and Push are just making an icon. That was like the coolest part for me. I think it was, um, I think it was, it was Brambleton where they were saying rap album because that was his first song he did off it. And um, that was just, that was nuts for me. Yeah, that's pretty fire. Right when he was getting into Just So You Remember, I think it was, he said, best rapper alive, I know who's living. And then the Joker laugh hit. And I was like, oh, Pusha. Like, I don't know about that, but I, you're making me think it more and more every minute that we're at this show. Like, wow. It was just an impressive show from Push. He killed it. I think arguably the craziest part of the set, though, for like crowd would be when he went to all the features. When he did Mercy, that, yeah. Move That Dope, Don't Like, Run Away. Oh, 
those are the ones where like you know everybody's gonna know them like obviously if you're at the it's different than at a festival if you're at the push your tea show you're probably gonna know most of his catalog especially because this stuff's like fairly new but yeah those hits are just like whoo huge yeah no it the i love i i knew it was gonna happen obviously because i've seen videos of it uh but the the runaway where it's just the whole crowd singing he really doesn't even sing um he does his part but uh, that was just a vibe yeah runaway i mean that's one of my favorite songs of all time so never seen push a t do it live obviously got to see kanye do it which is cool but push a t's verse is like great one of my favorite verses of all time so that was super cool there were a couple songs that like I didn't expect him again to. One specifically was open air. Like I like open I love air, open air, <sighs> but I was just surprised. Like it didn't seem like a song he would do live, but he killed it. I love the the Scarface references that he had. I mean, not every song, obviously, you know, big co crapper, but the ain't no Tony's in the circle. We Sosa's here. That's just that's a bar. My favorite line that like I really appreciate more and more the, every time I hear it when he says cocaine's Dr. Seuss, like, I just love that. And like, obviously I caught it like the first couple listens, but like hearing him say it in person, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That, that's the one. But yeah, it was super cool. One of the favorite moments we've talked about this was when he was getting into, I forget what song it was. Was it rock and roll? I think maybe. And he said, I don't do fans. I do family. That yeah. Was that, that is a great quote. Great. Like mantra to live by, I guess, but. Yeah, shout out to Push T. Yeah, no, I was expecting a good performance, but he is, I I got to put him top three out of the everybody I've seen. I think, I don't want to spoil, I feel like that'd be a good video so we could have some time is uh, going over our best um, best live performances we've seen, but there It'd are three impossible. that really stand out to me. I have too many that stand out. Like, we won't get into it. We'll get into it another day, but yeah that'll be a good episode when we get into that because i've seen some people that i had been waiting to see for so long and push T, I will say was not really one of them like but he just delivered yeah no he he killed it all right kind of tough to talk about both of these because we weren't at them together you know so i think it's time to get into lyrical lemonade ninth anniversary concert an event that we went to together it was an interesting night it was a pretty good time Let's talk about our thoughts. First, let's start. Let's talk about the lineup that was there that night. We'll say beforehand, this lineup was not released. It was yeah, all this just was... a surprise guest. So the night gets started. Glove Jake from the Lyrical Lemonades DJing. Cool. He says there could be seven surprise guests. We're like, all right, cool. That's that's a pretty good number. And then he gets a little worried. He's like, wait, I just heard it's going to be 15. And we're like, okay, 15 is a lot of people. So the event starts at 10 o'clock at night, which is, you know, that's fine. That's whatever. Spoiler alert, it finished at one in the morning, which kind of tough because it's in Chicago, which is like over a two hour drive. We got home like 3.30 in the morning. You got home at four. So tough, but let's talk about everybody that performed. First, we got to start off with Hurt Everybody, Chicago group, some legends, Superboy. I rock with him. Saw him outside the venue, said Super. Yeah. He gave me a little head nods. That, <laughs> that was cool. Uh, then you get into Warhol, Chicago legend, C. Hacho, Chicago legend, Katie got banned, Chicago legend. But these people, I don't really listen to their music that much. Like, I was a Superboy solo stuff more than Hurt Everybody. Hurt Everybody was like a little bit before my time, before I was like really getting into stuff like that. Uh, so I definitely need to go back because 
I do enjoy everything I've heard from them. It's actually my second time I've seen them live. I do, I do like what I've seen both times, but haven't done that deep dive into their catalog, but they broke up a couple years ago. So cool to see them get back together for a couple shows. Um, then it starts to get a little bit bigger, a little bit more random throughout the night. The first random person of the night is Jaleel. What were your thoughts on Jaleel? So I had seen him in Miami and he just has a, like, if you, if you've seen Jaleel live or like seen some of the viral videos that he has, he is just, he's nuts up there, man. Doing backflips and shit, just running and doing front flips. Like it is, it's nuts. That's an athletic guy. Oh yeah. He is crazy swole. It's wild. The only word to describe Jaleel's performance is energy. He brought yeah. the energy. He comes out, he rips the shirt. He's doing front flips. He's doing back flips, like you said. And he's got these songs that are mega popular. And especially with that crowd, that crowd was not appreciating hurt everybody and people like that early on. They just weren't there for them. They were there for, you know, the people that we get to a little bit later, they were there for that big name. They were there for the lyrical lemonade hype, which is fine. But yeah, they just didn't appreciate some of the people that, you know, I thought deserved it. But Jaleel, his energy, that did get the crowd fired up yeah, and that, that earned was... him some respect for me, for sure. Uh, next performer, we have Landon Cube. Cole Bennett came out and said, Lil Skies was supposed to be there, but he was unfortunately sick. So that was tough. Would have loved to see Red Roses and Nowadays with both of those two live. I don't know how many times I've done those together before, but would have been great to see because those are like iconic yeah. songs from the past couple years too. i want to see skies so bad too so that was that was devastating to hear but Lenny cube still he still did pretty solid so yeah i like skies i've seen skies at the lyrical lemonade summer smash in 2018 i think so that was cool um but yeah i i got love for landon because i've told the story i think on the podcast if not i'll say it again either way but i found out about those guys through cuff boys cam haller the youtube channel and Landon was working with Skies on Red Roses so that he was in some vlogs here and there. And then when Red Roses dropped, I was in on it. But I had been watching Landon for years before that, a year or two or whatever, just in these vlogs. I was like, oh, Landon's cool. I liked his music. I listened to his music on SoundCloud. So it was just really cool to see Landon because I'd never seen Landon perform before. But yeah, that would have been one, you know, like like we say at these you know festivals or events, like somebody you never see you never go see on their own when they come out of school so yeah especially because like i I will say that that is like a little bit you know i don't want to sound bad like that because i would go see landon but like you know when it's a two-hour drive probably either way it's like yeah that makes it tough but if we're in chicago in indianapolis i'd be seeing way more random people yeah no (laughs) big difference there for that Um, yeah you gotta put that travel yeah which makes it tough um all right this next person is where the night starts getting a little this bit is, wild this for you. This took a turn for the worst for me. We have Babytron. I love Babytron. You we, love Babytron. We, we love Babytron, yeah. yes. Uh, but the crowd. I, I've never. Talk to me. I, talk to me about the crowd at Babytron. I've never had an experience. It still, like, angers me. Like, I can still sit here and just get fucking pissed about it. So, um, the biggest L of the night was... There was no, so there was like an upper level and it would have been just so fire just to sit there, you know, because I mean, you don't really mosh. And I was, my body was exhausted. You know, they had, a, it was reserved for, reserved for people. So whatever. Um, but then we found a good spot, you know, I, I wore nicer shoes because I was like, I'm not going to go mosh or anything. 
and then like you said baby tron came on and oh man so this girl i've never seen anything like this at a concert i've seen you know kendrick lamar j cole travis scott huge artist <laughs> kanye as a guest you know i feel like there are those people but i've never personally had one i have not like, either like just screaming like you know like crying like breaking down crying basically like and cr- it was for st- baby tron i love baby tron but seeing somebody like lose their mind for this baby tron uh, unbelievable she had the most annoying high-pitched voice and she and this was, was like screaming in our lungs. ears baby tron and she's oh rapping every God. word and i'm like i like baby tron i don't know his lyrics like that she knew the lyrics i'll give it to her she was a big fan of baby tron but man she really started to ruin the night she, for us <laughs> she so you know this bitch is just go and then i mean not a, along with just fucking yelling right in my fucking ear She's trying to like mosh up there too. Like nobody else is moshing. Nobody else is, everybody's just, you know, it's like a chill little vibe right there. Everybody else had the same mindset and these fucking idiots pushed through and just ruined it. So I backed out. I was like, I'm done. I'm going. I can't fucking do this. Yeah. I was I, literally, obviously, I've never I, been closer to hitting a woman in my life. <laughs> 27 days, 27 nights. Uh, uh, yeah. Man, it was crazy. She was so pushy. That's what I didn't like. I feel like they needed the balcony. It was for VIPs. Obviously, with that many surprise guests, there's gonna be a lot of like family and friends and whatever. So they're gonna need the balcony to accommodate that many guests. But you also gotta have a balcony to accommodate people that aren't trying to do all this like us. That's well, what I, mean, I guess the that, back that area, area was, was gonna be for. I know that's what it was gonna be for. But then you just have some people that you know don't understand how concerts work. They don't understand social cues. They don't understand that you need to show up a little bit earlier if you're trying to get to the front. They don't understand that you can't just push your way to the front. Some dude tried to push me, and I was like, I get, I said, what are you doing? I was like, <laughs> we're not in a pushing area. Like, We're just trying to enjoy the show. You had your Yeezys on. We were not doing all that. I was in a sweatshirt. I'm not trying to sweat. Like, I was trying to enjoy the show, but yeah whatever yeah, this girl i mean that, crazy that's gotta be like hands down the the worst person i've ever like not like you know just been around like in just moments in life you know playing sports here and there you, you deal with some some shitty people but uh yeah, i agree that, no she is like that i won't say in life but at a show no question the worst true. person i've ever encountered she, when we do the the video on um like ranking people's mosh fits or like crowds she she's the top tier i I'm, we'll figure out a name and make her a tier over s because for how pushable she is or how bad yeah she is. i just both i mean everything okay. about her valid but. valid valid yeah she was the worst by far the worst person i've encountered uh so next person we have up is smoke perp did you you were we were together for smoke perp and yeah then that's i i went for smoke perp i left then okay so smoke perp next person cole bennett comes out prefaces his uh, appearance by saying, you know, let's go back to 2018, show this person respect. We're going to show everybody respect tonight. Obviously, Smoke Purpose had some events with not the best turnouts. You know, he gets some hate on the internet, especially these days. But I will say, he did his thing. He did his thing. He did Audi. He did a couple of his tracks. Uh, But it all went downhill when a fan threw a water bottle, an open water bottle at Smoke Purp. And my man threw a couple punches. He was looking like Draymond. He had 
a friend, bodyguard, whatever he was. He threw a couple punches. It was wild. I don't think that fan got pulled out. I think the night just went on after a couple punches were thrown. And that was that was kind of surprising, but I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, it was it was an interesting scene there for that. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a good example of like this is real life and not the internet. Like yeah. there are kids on the internet that just say out of pocket stuff about smoke perp and many other rappers, but we're talking about him. Um, that struck me as a kid that like, is probably tweeting like uh, this new smoke perp track is mid, uh, you know, smoke perp is ass, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to be funny in real life. Like he is on the internet. You know, he gets 20 likes on a tweet on Twitter. And he thinks he's hot shit. Then in real life, he tries to be funny. And then he sees that there's consequences. And I don't think he's be acting like that again. <laughs> so it was kind of yeah nice. no that that was nuts i've never seen anything like that so no i haven't seen punches thrown uh from an artist to a fan so that was kind of wild uh let's move on next person while he's yeah. performing too yeah it wasn't like it was over it was it was wild uh next nobody person. did anything that was another like it, like nothing came of this no like it was it just seemed like it was just normal like the night just went on i was like all right i thought it was be a whole thing i really did i was like wow yeah people gonna be pissed cold beds to be like nah, none of that whatever just acted like it just happens like that's just something that you can expect to see i've never seen it so maybe i'm just at the wrong shows next person we got made in tokyo this is a perfect example of somebody i would not probably go to their individual show but cool to see him like he played his hits uber everywhere ned flanders you know whatever he did his thing definitely um that's like that is a prime example of somebody i would never go see yeah he he strikes me as like a you know afternoon festival person like you might catch him and it, that'd be fine but this is you know another good place too it was a short set everybody here only had a couple songs uh made in tokyo had 10 minutes and he did three songs so yeah pretty decent what was that he did uber everywhere uh ned flander and what was the other song uh, oh that's uh, oh actually, skateboard p yeah um so made in tokyo was where i i moved back yep that's what i thought so yeah, this is where our night just kind of goes different. Directions. Yeah, I kind of missed the missed a little bit of his performance after that. Uh, yeah, and it just sucks because like you went towards the back. I stayed. I had the internal conflict like, am I going to stay with you, or am I going to stay yeah, where no, I'm at? I, I, and I didn't know what to do. I just stayed because I was comfortable where I was at. Besides the dumbass behind us, whatever. Uh, all right, let's move on though. Next person we got Coaches. I don't listen to his music, but. He was pretty good. He got the crowd right. Yeah, he was he was solid. Not much to say by him. Here's where it gets wild though. Herbert Winslow. <laughs> G Herbo. Lil Herb for the OGs out there. Um, but before G Herbo comes out, we gotta talk about one of the wildest moments of the night. Cole Bennett comes on stage. For those of you that follow Lyrical Lemonade, for those of you who follow, you know, sneakers, Lyrical Lemonade just dropped a collab with Nike. Air Force One. Super cool shoe. We both tried to get them. We did not. We had conspiracies that they were going to be available to buy or win or something at that event because it was too close. The release for those was on Tuesday, and then that show was on Saturday. So it was like, that's kind of weird. Like, I didn't know if they're going to pull an Oprah. Like, oh, everybody gets a shoe. You know, that would have been kind of wild, kind of expensive, but eh, you never know. That would have been wishful thinking. But I was thinking, okay, maybe they'll have a stand where you can buy them. That'd be cool too, obviously. But no, the only time this shoe made an appearance all night 
Cole Bennett comes on stage. Hey guys, this is the shoe we just dropped. I'm going to throw it in the crowd. I know the lid might go one direction. The box might go one direction. You might get a left shoe. You might get a shoelace. You might get the other shoe. We're just going to do it. We're just going to throw it out there. I respect Cole Bennett. Love Cole Bennett. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Like that. Have we not learned about like concert safety in the past couple of years? (laughs) He throws this new pair of shoes that you could probably resell for a couple hundred dollars into the crowd and just lets people fight for it like animals. Then to top it all off, as soon as he like let go, G Herbo starts coming out. So there was like no time to process like this fight for these shoes before the crowd starts going crazy again. So besides people pushing and fighting for this pair of shoes, everybody starting to get like lit for G Herbo. And then, you know, I noticed something. I saw the X's go up. The X's went up a couple of times that night, you know, but this time, look at me was not playing. <laughs> this was not RIPX. This was emergency. We need help. I have it on video. There is a video of G Herbo coming out and this girl's limp body being lifted above the crowd. Uh, I stopped recording like when I noticed her because I was like, I feel bad. This feels like wrong. But yeah, this girl was bad in bad shape. Like she was in the mix right where this shoe got thrown. The shoes got thrown like five to 10 feet from where I was at. Yeah. I've made no effort to go get them. There is no, you would have to throw like something worth way more money or something like, yeah, I, I don't know what it would take for me idea. to go fight like that, but it was not going to be a one pair of shoes. Um, that was not worth it. I saw what happened. It was crazy. So yeah, that was probably the wildest part of the night. Not anything surprised guess seeing a girl's limp body be lifted out of the crowd because she was in the mix fighting for a pair of shoes. Yeah, that was that was just stupid. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, wild. Let's talk about Giorbo. Tied for the longest set of the night, 20, 30 minutes. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this decision. Obviously, it's Lyrical Lemonade ninth anniversary. I got to show respect to a lot of people that made Lyrical Lemonade what it is today. A lot of Chicago legends, obviously. But 20 minutes for Giorbo. 30 minutes for G Herbo. I was a little right bit much. in Chicago. In Chicago, I get it. But, you know, when you get to some of these people later, I wish they would have got one more song. You know, take mm-hmm. two songs away from G Herbo, add one here, add one there. But I get it. I get the decision. I like G Herbo. That's the second time I've seen him. I saw him with Juice World in Bloomington, but I just don't listen to his music that much. So yeah. it's like, I just felt like I was kind of just like chilling, like vibing, which is fine. But I just really enjoyed when we get to some of the people that I like love their music. Yeah. And that's what I liked about Landon early on because I love Red Roses and nowadays. So like going from Jaleel to him was great because yeah, I know Jaleel can respect the energy, but I don't know the words to his songs yeah. besides like the TikTok snippets. Whereas I got all the verses, all the choruses to the skies and Landon songs. So yeah, Jiherbo. It was cool, but don't know that much of music. Next person. This person, arguably one of the best performers of the night. Waka Flocka Flame. This is my favorite performance of the night. Uh, and I mean, he he used his three tracks perfectly. He did. He's got the hits. Like, he when has did, some songs that will get the crowd moving, get the crowd right. When did No Hands come out? Was that like, what, 2011, probably? 2010, 2011? I think earlier. I was say 2009. Let me get a date on this because I'll have a funny story for you. I remember I was in sixth grade and it was out. 
which is wild. No, that I was no. not second. I was in third or fourth grade. It came out in 2010. 2010. Let's see when that album. That's when the album came out, Flock of Valley. So it might have come out as a single in 2009. Let's see. Let me see the release. Let me look up the release date for this because No Hands dropped 2010, September 6th. Okay, so lit. Yeah, so I would have been nine years old. So in yeah, third or fourth grade. But so I was. He played No Hands, of course. What did you do after No Hands? He did Grocery um, Party. No, that's the he did one in between. I'm blanking on it right now. Uh, he did Hard in the Paint. Is hard in the Paint, yeah. Which is, yeah. But I was texting. I was like, he's got to do Grocery Party. But like back in the day, this was like one of the songs I had saved on my my iPod. In like third or fourth grade, like listening to fucking Grocery Party. <laughs> that's pretty Just wild. Fucking, one of my iconic ones is Hard in the Paint. Like I remember, iTunes used to have sales. Songs were typically. A dollar twenty nine. They'd have songs on sale for like sixty nine cents at times, so I would be stocking up on those. Like I didn't really care who it was. I just wanted songs, mm-hmm. and so I remember getting Hard in the Paint at sixty nine cents on sale in probably like seventh grade, sixth grade, whatever. Going crazy with it. Um, so yeah, I got a special place for that song, and so I'm really glad he's performed it. It was kind of wild because. I was talking to my friend Levi at the Pusha T show about some different concerts we saw during college and stuff. He saw Waka Flocka Flame and B.O.B., I think he said, Ooh. in Bloomington at Illinois Wesleyan. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to go. Like, I don't know why I didn't go, but I just did not go. And he told me it was a really good show. So very wild that it came full circle like three days later. And I did yeah. some of my favorite tracks from him. Waka Flocka. He was good. I liked, I really enjoyed that they brought him out. Yeah, I don't know what the lyrical lemonade tie is there, but I loved it. Um, all right, next person. One of the most iconic rap videos of the past couple of years, not music videos, but just moments from concerts or whatever, is Lil Yachty's walkout at Summer mm-hmm. Smash Festival. People eat that entrance up. It's very good, but people kind of hype it up a little bit much. Yeah. But seeing him come out to that, in real it life was, it was lit it, it wasn't the same but it was very good at the same time yeah i really enjoyed yachty um I, that was someone who i thought probably could make an appearance and I, i'm glad they did or he did um i had i'd never seen yachty so uh and he's like blowing up right now with the whole poland shit so it was like it was good timing with that yeah we'll, we'll touch on poland a little bit later um i had the chance to see yachty back in 2016 peak yachty in bloomington that was wild i was in the front row second row the whole time uh good good show my biggest takeaway from yachty on saturday was this this whole time i thought yachty was straight edge i thought yachty did not drink smoke do drugs none of that i saw him with a double cup in his hand and i was like okay like uh, you know that could just be yachty being funny whatever whatever he's doing his thing then he goes over the side he grabs a sprite bottle Purple liquid inside. Dirty like, Sprite. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't okay. your... Okay. Whatever, Yachty. And then he's just sipping. Sipping the walk on yeah. stage. I thought Yachty was clean. I didn't know Yachty was doing that. I thought he was just straight edge. I thought that's why he had all these commercials with Sprite, with Target, whatever. Maybe he was just promoting Sprite, you know? Maybe he's promoting Poland before it was going to drop. He knew. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. It's wild that he has the Sprite bottle with the label on it sponsored by sprite but it is not always got to show lemon love, lime you know? soda in that cup but yeah yachty did his thing he had an equal set to g herbo with length 20 30 minutes pretty good set like he played the hits 
So it's cool. Yeah. Um, it was somebody definitely wanted to see. So I'm glad he was able to make it. Yeah. And I feel like that's like a pretty good light. Like you're going to get most of the songs you'd want to see. Yeah. Them. So it was cool. Um, got two people left. If you know me, if you tuned into the very first episode, our favorite artist of all time, you know, I got love for Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, our next surprise guest. I knew Chance was coming out for like yeah, 45 minutes early, yeah. because I saw DJ Oreo on stage and that's mm-hmm. Chance's DJ. So I was like, all right, it's going to happen. And then Chance was on stage for like <laughs> a while at least before he came out, which really took away the surprise. But yeah, I was like, okay, I was excited because it's been a long time since I've seen Chance. I saw Chance four times in under a year. And that was the last time I saw him was Lollapalooza 2017, I think. So it's been a while. But yeah, good to see him. He only did two songs. He did No Problem. He did Highs and the Lows, which new track. Kind of chill tracks to the crowd. I don't know if they were loving it. I feel like they weren't even giving Chance the respect on his verses of No Problem that he deserved. But they got pretty hyped for the chorus. I I really enjoyed it. So, I mean. Yeah, it was a good show. I, I just... You know, hope we get that album from Chance soon, and you know maybe we'll be seeing him on tour again. Definitely, I love highs and lows, and watching that live is a W. So it was pretty cool. Then we finally got the last performer of the night. You know, there's a lot of questions here still about who it could be. The whole time I was hoping for Lucky, but then you get to a point where you're like, "All right, these people were too big. It's not going to be Lucky." <laughs> yeah. But then you know you hold that hope for somebody like Little Dirk. Even you're like, "All right, it could be Little Dirk still, possibly." Then Cole Bennett comes on stage and says, all right, it's our last four of the night. He's from Louisville, Kentucky. And you're like, okay, it's Jack, which we kind of known was going to happen because it was leaked that not leaked, but it was known that Jack was performing a concert in Chicago that night. You know how close he is with Cole Bennett. So it's kind of like, all right, it's going to happen. But I don't want to say it was disappointing when he came out, but it was 1255 in the morning. He comes out. He only does what's popping. There's like some audio issues. People were already starting to leave. Like this really just weird vibe. It really just confirmed my uh, my take that Jack Harlow is ass live. I've heard some bad things about even like his individual shows. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's tough. Uh, I, yeah, it was. I was ready for the night to be over. Chance would have been a good. I agree, but I really like Jack. Like. I like some of his music. I don't love his new album, but I like songs, obviously. So it was cool to see him. But yeah, I don't know. Just kind of anticlimactic. Like, obviously, Jack is a star. One of the biggest artists out, it feels like. But I don't know. It just didn't feel like the best ending to the night. Yeah. I mean, what can you do, though? I mean, it was still still a really good time and everything. So. Oh, yeah. Great show. Cheap tickets. Got to see so many people. I feel like they did a very good job of going through the history of Lyrical Lemonade for the most part. Obviously, some people missing that would have liked to see. But in general, I mean, obviously for a cheap show, they probably did these performances basically as favors to Cole. Yeah. So I feel like you got probably the best you could ask for. No, definitely um, no complaints. But, I mean, this was only the ninth anniversary. So next year, got to expect a 10th anniversary show. And got to imagine they'll go even bigger on the performances yeah i mean i i'd be down to run it back i think we will have to as long as you know we don't end up by that same girl as you were by babytron 
Yeah, no. That would be the like most. I, like, I'd throw punches. That would be the most full circle moment if we just go back to the 10th anniversary show. She's right behind us. Baby Tron comes out. Baby Tron, she's yelling. Oh, I think we'd have to leave. That that'd be the only option. I'd beat her ass, honestly. <laughs> I'd take I'd take the charge. Yeah. I mean, as much as like seeing all these great performers was a great moment, my biggest memory of the night is gonna be this girl ruining everything for a while. So it's tough. It's a tough memory to have, but it was a great night. So shout yeah. to Colbert, shout to Local Lemonade. Great event. For sure. Um, if you guys were listening, get us some VIP tickets, friends and family next time. Yeah. We wouldn't have had any issues if we were in the balcony. That's all I'm saying. We talked about this for a while. We could talk about it even more. We'll show you some love on the Instagram, on the YouTube, whatever. We could run a little vlog next time. Talk to some artists if you really want us yeah, to. I Hit mean, the DMs and we'll figure it out. For sure. Uh, all right. We talked about all these shows a lot. Let's get into some news. It's been, you know, two weeks. So we have some news here we can touch on. It's crazy though. Like we were talking about this before. Like there's it's there's stuff, but like it's like not as much as we thought it would be. So yeah, notice I said some news. I didn't say there's so much news. There's some news. Uh, but obviously there's always gonna be releases. So we'll start with that. Uh last week we had you know a pretty good week for albums. This was the night that I was driving back from St. Louis from the uh Pusha T and IDK show. So I had a couple projects I listened to, so that was cool. A couple things I could listen to. We had albums from Freddie Gibbs, Kid Cudi, Tory Lanez, Kenny Mason, Denzel Curry with a Melt My Eyes Your Future Deluxe, Blade, Nick Craven, and Boldy James. Then we had some singles from Smino and J. Cole, Trippy Red, Kodak Black, Mavi. Pretty good week, I would say. Did you have a favorite from this bunch? Uh, Soul Sold Separately. Uh, I think I said front runner there to, to be the favorite, of course. Um, but Freddie absolutely killed it. Um, I mean, I... We're throwing this around. We throw this around here sometimes, you know. This man don't miss though. He has a really underrated discography. I was looking back oh, on yeah. it. Like he, I feel like he's not, you know, like this huge, you know, huge A-list, you know, rapper. But the quality that he has out is it's insane. And I mean, this oh, just adds to it. One of the most consistent, high quality artists you can have today. But it still does shock me, like you said, like he's not that big in the public eye, I don't think. I, I wouldn't even, yeah, I wouldn't even say he's probably, I feel like there's kind of like tiers. I don't, he's probably in the C tier somewhere. I mean. For, yeah, for public well, image. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Uh, like it was wild, like seeing him at the Brooklyn Nets game. Like I, mm-hmm. they tweeted him out. I think he was on the big screen. I was like, in this arena of, you know, whatever, 20,000 people, how many people know who Freddie Gibbs is? Like, I don't know. Obviously we have a different like lens on everything because we're from small town Illinois. People here, like, I mean, we're talking like 3% of people here would know who Freddie Gibbs is. Yeah. Like, so it's like, they'd know, knowing the name and then like actually listening to is, uh, I mean, that catch your percentage at least in half. So, oh, yeah. Those are definitely different. So, like, a bigger city, obviously, I feel like he's probably more well known, but still, I don't know what the number's at. So, kind of crazy to see, but he came through with a great album. Kenny Mason, though, loved his project. Been listening to that like crazy. And then Denzel, Mel My Eyes was a great album, but the deluxe, mm, he did just as good, his thing yeah. on this one, just, just as good. It. The instrumentals, the remixes, oh, those are crazy. A couple new tracks too. Just all in all, great night for the releases. Then Definitely. this week, we had some projects from Quavo and Takeoff, NBA Youngboy, G Herbo, Gene Dawson, Willow, and then singles from A Boogie featuring Roddy Rich, Gucci Mane, Ty Dolla Sign and Mustard featuring Lil Durk, Open My Eagle and more. Pretty good week. 
My favorite was definitely the Gene Dawson album. Yeah, so that was that one got like a, just a playthrough. I wasn't really able to listen in depth, but Quavo and Takeoff, I thought they killed it. Um, I was a little nervous, you know, without um, Offset on there, first project without him, and then Culture Three. I felt like just didn't really, it, you know, wasn't too crazy. But I really enjoyed this. Um, what, did you give it a chance yet? I have not given a listen yet. I will give it a listen though. Uh, so you listened to the Gene Dawson album? You said. Do you remember the song with Earl? Yeah. Okay. So, did you ever watch Dave Lil Dicky show? Um, no. Okay, so there's an episode where he's singing this song with slash about his girlfriend. And that song reminds me so much of the Earl Sweatshirt verse on that song. Like, it's like a slower type, different style that we've seen from Earl. And it gave me that vibe. I don't know if that's crazy. I'll have to send you the clip and you can yeah, know what you think. Uh, and if anybody's seen that, let me know in the comments. Let me know if I'm crazy or if that sounds right. But yeah, I thought it was a good song. So not taking anything away from Earl's verse. Great album, I thought. I really enjoyed it. I listened to it like four times before I went to sleep on Friday because I was doing some work until like three in the morning. So it was a shorter album. Uh, but yeah, obviously you kind of alluded to it earlier. But probably the biggest release of the week isn't even on Spotify, isn't on Apple Music. It's Poland by Lil Yachty. Yeah, it is. It's going crazy right now. Yeah. So at the time we're recording it, it's up to 4.3 million views or plays uh, on SoundCloud in four days. So over a million plays a day on SoundCloud, which isn't even like the SoundCloud that it once was where you could, you know, run it up like. Four million in four days is crazy Nuts. on there. Yeah, I, the social media influence obviously helps. So, yeah, are you are you vibing with the track though? I love this track. Like, I don't even know what it is, but it is just great. Like, it's such a unique style from Yachty, but I love it. Like, if it was on Spotify, oh, I'd be going crazy. I with feel it. like yachty could have like a i feel like he hasn't you know fallen off i feel like he can no. have a really big resurgence i agree i think this is just the start like i don't know if this would be it but i saw somebody on i think it was tiktok tiktok or twitter they were like i miss the days of remixes like they wanted a uoeno remix of this basically like where people are just hopping on hopping yeah. on hopping on that'd be wild because uoeno was crazy i remember there was one remix on youtube and it kind of just put together all like the, there was a future of Rick Ross, uh, Wiz Khalifa, I think a whole bunch more. Um, but they put all those into one song and it was like seven or eight minutes. And oh my God, I was listening to that all the time. It was a crazy song. And I feel like we haven't had a track like that in a minute where people are just hopping on the remixes like crazy, but Hey, Poland's running it up. So maybe this would be it, but yeah. I kind of feel like it'll be a different song that'll have that moment, but I Definitely. think it'll happen in the next year or two like i want that big song that just keeps getting new lives every couple of months every couple of weeks off these remixes uh but yeah crazy song then talk about lyrical lemonade a lot today but seems like we're gonna get that lyrical lemonade boost again on poland cole bennett's out here shooting the video for it in new york city it looked like we'll see we'll see i think it could do some numbers it could be one of the you know hottest videos on lyrical lemonade in the first 24 hours or whatever wouldn't be surprised just because of how yeah. crazy viral the song is going right now. I think it'll blow. So we'll we'll have to see what happens. And we'll yeah, I mean, to. they don't really miss, so they don't miss in the videos. Uh, the, he always does his thing. 
right. Next news here. We talked about Kid Cudi dropping his album. It was technically the soundtrack to Enter Galactic, but then he said it was an album. Don't call it a soundtrack. Don't know. You know, I feel like there's there's some weight. If you say it's an album, you have a certain level of expectation. But if you say it's a soundtrack, it's like, okay, not to say it's like a throwaway, but it's like, you know, people aren't going to like judge your career so strongly based off that. But hey, he said it was an album, so got included in the discography now, I guess. Uh, it was a solid project, though. It wasn't anything too crazy. But in an interview, Kid Cudi kind of did say that the chapter of Kid Cudi is going to be closing. Obviously, yeah. you know, I mean, you <laughs> I mean, have I had mean, some run-ins with Cudi the past couple of months. His meal, his meal ticket's gone. So, I mean, he, he's done, of course. You know, his meal ticket, all right, Kanye. All right, all right. I'm just saying, and I've, I've always thought this, and this just really confirmed it in Miami. Kid Cudi is very overrated. Wow. I think because people, he, you know, what he did with Nate on the Moon, yes, I respect that. But since since uh, well, the man, the second Man on the Moon, I feel like his discography is not very good. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I think... and like people act like he is a high B tier, damn near A. Like I don't know. I don't know. I think I think he is. Like I think he's had even like on projects that might not have done as well, he's always had the hit songs. He's always been featured on hit songs. Um, yeah, I think the Man on the Moon trilogy is very good. I think Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying is pretty good. That's, yeah. I mean, and I think even... Uh, there's good tracks on those. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not good tracks on those, but I just feel like overall as a discography, without those two Man on the Moons, what, what project does he have that is a great project? I get that. Obviously, I'm going to assume you're not going to include Kitsy Ghost when you're talking about that because that obviously is a good bump for him too. Yeah, and I, mean, I feel that's like the that's... Ticket. Okay. Uh, I feel like, but there has been a resurgence. Like, I feel like there was a minute there where Kid Cudi was like hated, like especially like Speed and Bullet to Heaven. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the most infamous needle drop videos where he's just shitting on that album for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. But then, yeah, you got the comeback, I feel like, with Kitsy Ghost, with Man on the Moon 3. Yeah, I feel like he was getting really, really loved in the public eye again. So, yeah, I don't know. I got love for Kid Cudi's music in general. I would say so. Kind of tough to see. Obviously, I know that you may not I've, feel the same. I've really, I've, I've doubled down. You know, on my, I, sometimes I'll even get a Kid Cudi feature I remove from my playlist. So wow, that's crazy. That's a little bit, a little bit I think, much. I don't but... know. What still bothers me about it is there's ways to go about it, and he was just a complete dickhead about it. Yeah, obviously I wasn't there. Obviously, I haven't had an experience like that with an artist, so I can't, you know, say how I would react. But I don't think it'd be the same. <laughs> I think I can separate the event from the music, but who knows? Let's move on though. Next news: Steve Lacey's song "Bad Habits" hits number one. I That's love a this huge track. W. I love this track. Huge. The it's, this has been the year of Steve Lacey. Definitely. Um... I, I saw they just did the vinyl as well. Um, so I mean, that'll bump the album sales. But yeah, he, huge W there. Um, finally passing Harry Styles. And then obviously, like you said, you're Steve Lacey. So yeah, I love Steve Lacey. You know, I feel like we do have to do like some awards at the end of the year. We're talking like most improved player. I think Steve Lacey's got a, got a shot because he is running up this year. Definitely. We'll, we'll get into get into that later oh yeah a couple months here so you know it's 
not a second avenue podcast episode if we don't talk about kanye west oh i guess we just said his name talking about kid cuddy but i don't think we really said his name much before kanye back on twitter back on instagram i think he just got banned on twitter yeah, I'm, what I'm, I'm seeing i'm both okay announced his presidential campaign for 2024 he was saying some really like weird bad stuff about jewish people he was gonna pop off on him i don't know what that meant he got banned so i think we're we're not going to know for a while. Uh, obviously, he had the White Lives Matter shirt. It's been a week for Kanye West. It's been a, a bad week to be a Kanye West fan. Uh, done a lot of stuff that, you know, yeah. I don't agree with. It's, uh, I don't want to get into it week. too much just because it's just like, it's clear, you know, even more now than ever. I mean, he needs help. You know? Yeah, he's uh, definitely going a little crazy. Bradley from Hive Mind had the tweet where he said, uh, this is like the ultimate test of separating the art from the artist. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Like I love it's Kanye's becoming music. harder and harder to double down and offend this man every day. <laughs> I'm really still is. doing it. <laughs> I will not. I, there are many things he's no. done that I cannot defend, but yeah, the, a couple this week. Uh, so yeah, crazy week. Do a Google search, do a Twitter search. Yeah. And you can, you can see uh, next news though. Rihanna is going to be headlining the Super Bowl. I would I would love to have seen Taylor Swift. I, that was getting a lot of hate when it was speculated that she was going to be. And then um, obviously it's Rihanna now. So which track are you most excited to see? Who? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think I'd have to go with, I don't know why, but uh, Diamonds is the one that comes to Diamonds, mind immediately. Yeah. I feel like you can have a really good like state. They could just do a lot with that, like with. We'll yeah, see. I, I think it could be dark them. and there'd be lights. I, I think it'd be really cool. Um, the other one that comes to mind is "Needed Me" off of Anti. I love "Needed Me," uh, so I, I could see that one. I absolutely need Disturbia. Ooh, that could be wild. I, that, I like that song. That'd be one where I could see her doing it. I could also not. So. I, um, I think I would lean she won't do it, but I would be very happy if she did. Um, Umbrella would be another one that uh, she'll have. Really she has to do Umbrella, I think. I think there's a lot of speculation right now about who she could bring out a surprise guest as well, though. Do you have any thoughts on that? Obviously, there's some talk with Kanye that, you know, even her, Paul McCartney and Kanye could do only one or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be down for that. I, I'd like to see Jay-Z. I mean, I feel like that's not really out of I, question. That's what I was thinking. When you started to talk about you know, Umbrella, I was like, okay, I can see Hove. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a good one. I feel like we're on a pretty good run for Super Bowl performances recently with The weekend. Then who was last year? Uh, 50 Cent, Dr. Dre. Oh, yeah, 50 uh, Cent, Eminem. Kendrick, everybody. So yeah, that, They've really like... Yeah, I knew I we had a big one last year, but I just could not remember for whatever reason. Yeah, no, that I really like the direction they're going with it because I mean, especially last year where they more rap focused, so that that went crazy. Yeah, that was cool. That was in LA, you know, it felt right. So excited to see how Rihanna does. Moving on though, next news: Offset's solo album is going to be releasing on November 11th. What I'm curious to hear it. Expectations. Um, I don't know where I'd put my expectations at. I I think he'll I think he'll be good though. Um, I just I I want them all to come back together. Obviously, I don't think that's happening with the quality control and offset issues that are on hand right now. So, but I mean, regardless, you know, there's going to be some slappers there. Yeah, excited to see it. Got love for offset. So, expect some good things from that project. Another project that dropped, you know, fairly recently. I 
think we talked about it when it dropped a little bit, but not much. Not the sales, yeah. Not the sales. So now we're going to touch on the sales. Baby on Baby 2 by DaBaby. 18K first week. The baby's fall off's been, it's been something. Um, he didn't show up at Rolling Loud, which he always just is doing something that is just not gaining him any more fans. You're probably losing him fans. You know? Yeah. Um, so kind of, kind of nuts to see, but yeah, we've kind of touched on like sales numbers throughout the year. And there are some of our favorite albums this year, whether it be Denzel Curry or Vince Staples, but even like a fallen off the baby is doing the same numbers as them yeah. now, which is crazy to see like the baby, even, you know, he was doing huge, huge numbers. Yeah. But I mean, even with a fall off, if that's what you want to say, he's still going to have a career in rap. Like exactly. He's still going to be able to do his thing. So kind of crazy. Uh, all right. Last news though. Travis Scott performs at Bronny's 18th birthday party. And that kind of led me to think if you could have any artist perform at your birthday party, who would it be? I think Travis Scott. I mean, I think it's a very good choice. Cause I mean, Drake is up there as well. I like, I don't know. I'd want, there's so many people I'd want, obviously, but I, I would be all right with Travis Scott just cause I feel like the crowd with that will just be, it just depends on the vibe I'm wanting. If I'm wanting something lit, I'm picking Travis. If I'm wanting best performance, I'm probably choosing yay though. I know that there was a lot of names I was thinking. I was thinking uh, Drake, Kanye, Kendrick, Baby Keem, Brent Fias. There's some people like The Weeknd. You know, there's so many people that would be, I mean, a dream come true to have perform at your birthday yeah, party. Yeah, I mean, like any, that, but... any rapper performing <laughs> <Yeah>. birthday. <laughs> but I think number one would probably be Drake, especially if, you know, it's my birthday. You know, he's going to do what songs I want. I think it would be a moment. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd go with Travis, honestly. Just I respect that pick though. I mean Travis is there, I, there's not a wrong crazy line yeah, for any of these. So no, yeah. But let's think about it. You know, have our confirmed answer next week. Okay, sounds good. I think that's gonna wrap it up though. I don't know how long this episode went. It kind of feels like it went long. Yeah, it decent timing. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back next week for the long awaited rematch of Ox Battles. It's going to be a big one. If you have any suggestions for categories for you want to pick songs for, let us know in the comments on YouTube, DMs at Second Avenue Pod on Instagram, Twitter, all that. Show some love on the video on YouTube. Like it, subscribe, and follow us on all socials. And we'll see you guys next week. It's going to be a banger. All right, peace. Peace.